And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Hello and welcome to it. It being chewing the fat. Happy day. Happy day. Try to go to the bank today and then realize, oh crap, it's closed. I hope the ATM was open for you because it is a holiday. It is, well, it used to be called Columbus Day. For those of you listening live on the 12th of October, 2020, today is what used to be called Columbus Day. But really, today it is called Indigenous Peoples Day. So don't let me hear you calling it Columbus Day. (laughs) Okay? I don't want to hear you celebrating Christopher Columbus when you're supposed to be honoring Native Americans who were subjected to European colonial rule for centuries. Okay? (laughs) Don't do it. I don't want to hear it. And because it's Indigenous Peoples Day, the banks and the markets have all got to be closed. So celebrate, go, be happy. Just don't do anything that has anything to do with the federal government. That might be good advice no matter what day it is. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, I'm not sure uh, where to get started today. There's a couple of stories that I have today that are pretty (laughs) amazing stories. Uh, This first one, a transgender man in New Jersey is suing Amazon, claiming he was harassed and denied a promotion with the online giant after telling his boss he was pregnant. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sean Simmons claims he told his supervisor... Mike Minow uh, about his pregnancy in June of last year and Minow told another supervisor this Tyler Hope and word spread through the Princeton Fulfillment Center this is all according to the federal lawsuit which was filed last week Simmons said he was soon harassed by other employees at the warehouse including in the men's bathroom. And if you want to know how horrible it was for him to be harassed in the men's bathroom, while he was in the bathroom, one person said, aren't you pregnant? I know, the horror. I don't even know. I might should probably dump that, but I'm gonna. maybe you didn't hear me. So apparently the transgender man, Sean Simmons, who is pregnant, was harassed in the men in the men's bathroom when one worker asked, "Aren't you pregnant?" The horror! I know the horror. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so Meadow and Hop, the two supervisors, allegedly began criticizing Simmons' work performance in an attempt to get him demoted. After Simmons, the transgender man who's pregnant, complained to Human Resources, they put him on paid leave. So they said, "Look, here, uh, take some time off, and we'll just we'll pay you for it. Get out of here." So then he returned from the leave. He said he was demoted to item picker, which required him to lift large bags of dog food and other heavy items told human resources about lifting such weight in his condition was causing abdominal pain. They gave him another paid leave. (laughs) But they said, hey, this time, furnish a doctor's note for any pregnancy-related accommodations. Now, he claims he provided the required documentation, but was denied an accommodation. Now, according to Simmons and the attorneys that are filing a lawsuit against Amazon, they claim that Amazon has a policy and practice of discriminating against individuals because of their disability and or pregnancy, failing to provide employees with accommodations, and retailing against retaliating against employees for requesting an accommodation. Oh, okay. Which, according to them has been demonstrated by dozens of lawsuits filed against Amazon in the past six years in New Jersey alone. So just because, I mean, lawsuits have been filed, so they're guilty. Guess that's the way it works. 
right? Okay. Uh, according to uh, one investigation, they found at least seven lawsuits filed by women in California, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey claiming they were fired by Amazon after disclosing they were pregnant. But I don't know that there's any case at Amazon where a man has said that he's pregnant and then been discriminated against. This is a first. So just say it. I know that he's a transgender man, but good look. I mean, Amazon can't comment on pending litigation, but it does not tolerate discriminatory harassment of any kind. We have been and continue to be committed to accommodating all employees to perform their duties in a safe and inclusive workplace. That was said from a company spokesperson, right? Uh, you're not going to get any any more than that from a company spokesperson. And they wanted to remind people that Amazon receives perfect scores on the Human Rights Campaign's Corporate Equality Index, which rates companies on LGBTQ-inclusive policies, practices, and benefits. And Jeff Bezos received the HRC's Equality Award in 2017. And I believe he probably... He probably proudly, proudly has that on a shelf in his office. Why wouldn't you have the Human Rights Campaign's Equality Award from 2017 proudly displayed on your, on your, on your shelf in your office? So anyway, there you have it. And it goes on talking about Title VII and the lawsuit going on and on. And according to, according to this, According to the National Center for Transgender Equality. That's right. You heard me. The National Center for Transgender Equality. More than three quarters of transgender Americans have faced workplace discrimination. And more than one in four have lost a job due to bias. I would like to see that. I would like to see that. I would like to see proof of that because if you feel that someone, if you feel as a trans man, so that means that you're previously a woman who is now saying you're a man and you're now pregnant. I think we all know, and I'm going to, I don't know that I should say this or not on the show so I'm just going to say it and we'll pretend like I didn't say it alright men can't get pregnant I I know okay so it's just you know science (laughs) I know we're all supposed to believe in science anyway so men can't get pregnant so this Simmons was harassed at the warehouse after they found out that he, she was pregnant. One worker asked in the men's bathroom, aren't you pregnant? If that's what we're considering being, being harassed, then I believe those numbers, the one in four or more than one in four. I would, I personally don't think that's harassment, but Maybe it's the tone of voice that was asked. Maybe it was the deal. Maybe it was a guy in the bathroom with the guy who's now a woman who's pregnant. And the tone of voice was like, I thought you were pregnant. Aren't you supposed to be in the other bathroom? I know it's a difficult time when you're transitioning or if you are, if you've already transitioned. But this person couldn't have already transitioned because she, sorry, he is pregnant. So, there's that. Not real sure. I mean, what, you know, look, Amazon is probably going to say, here, here's some money. Get out of here. Go raise your kid. Good luck. God bless. And that's, I'm guessing that's probably what Mr. Sean Simmons, the transgender man who is pregnant, is hoping for. 
Okay, so this story is absolutely, I want to say horrific, but, you know, I'd like to make fun of it, but you can't make fun of something like this. The, I want to talk about this story, but it's, <laughs> so a priest, it's not a joke, all I could think of is jokes. So, the lights inside the Saints Peter and Paul Roman Catholic Church in Pearl River, Louisiana, were on later than usual, the end of last month. A passerby stopped to take a closer look. Peering inside, this is according to the story, the onlooker saw the small parish's pastor, half-naked, doing things with two other women on the altar. Now... Before you freak out, just know that I'm going to tell you that it looks like that may not be true. The women were dressed in corsets and high-heeled boots. There were toys and stage lighting and a mobile phone, as well as a separate camera mounted on tripods, recording it all. Now, according to this story, the eyewitness took a video, called the police department, who arrived at the church and viewed that recording. Officers then arrested the reverend on obscenity charges, and they arrested the two, the two females as well. Okay, so one of the women was a adult film actor who worked for hire as a dominatrix, and on her social media account, she had posted on her way to the New Orleans area to meet another dominatrix to defile a house of God. Okay, those two, Dixon and Melissa Chang. All right. Now, the obscene acts clearly occurred on the altar, which is clearly visible from the street or at least from the window when you walk up to it with the lights on. Okay. So, but of course, as you read on about the story, now, they try to tie it in with another priest that they had a problem with not long ago. So this whole diocese is in a big-time turmoil, okay? And they, it's just, they've suspended this priest from the ministry the day after he was arrested. And when the police got there, the two women said, Hey, we're here. He knows we're here. It's okay, all right? So they claim that inside the church they saw the priest and the women taking care of business on the altar which is i mean the most the holiest place of the church <laughs> it's just incredible but in the story it talks that the when the police officers knew who the priest was and they tried to call him on the phone and then they ordered the women to let them inside. Okay. Now, I, as I said, the women told the police, hey, we, the priest knows we're here. It's, we're role-playing. It's, it's fine. Well, it's not really fine. You're not supposed to be doing anything of the sort on the, <laughs> on the altar. But that's okay. Uh, Miss and Miss Devil. But the officers, I guess determined what happened it says here that uh later they the priest showed up well wait was he there or was he not there i'm not sure if the police officers are trying to help the priest or or what because we're hearing the story that says, well, we've, we've, we, he was there. He was with these two women and, you know, he's <laughs> doing these actions on the holiest of places, uh, in the church, the altar, but the police said they tried to call him and then he later showed up. Well, wait, I don't quite understand exactly what happened but they all three were arrested they're out on bond and 
you know, they they were arrested for they can't you're not supposed to have sex within public view in Louisiana, or at least in this particular town of Louisiana. Wow. I mean, holy cow. There would be a lot of people that would say that's the sign of the devil (laughs) of that happening. (laughs) Uh, There'd be a number of people who say that, that that's the sign of the devil. So apparently they had a mass this past weekend and uh, they consecrated a new altar they removed and ritually burned the old altar and the archbishop said that uh, the behavior was obscene desecration of the church altar is demonic and there's no excuse for what took place here and he asked the congregation not to judge the church or the priesthood by the actions of a few priests. And he introduced the new reverend uh, to applause and said the new pastor will become the father of this family. Uh, so they drove away the evil spirits and they started anew. Okay, good. That's great. I want to, we're going to be following this on Chewing the Fat. I want to know if we find out exactly what happened. Well, I mean, we know some of what happened, but I don't know if the priest actually took part in it. I mean, the girls could have been dressed as a priest, And they said that they had other items there, other toys that they were filming with. So it's possible that the person looking into the window thought it was the priest when it wasn't because the police said they called and then he showed up. So I, I don't know. Wow. It's just a horrific story. If you believe that the altar at any church, let alone a Catholic church, is a sacred place and that something like this would take place there. Wow. I mean, if you are in a dark, dark place in your life and you want to take place, take yourself and put you into this place and have it being done at the altar of a church, <sighs> yes. I'm going to go out on a limb here. That's evil. Okay. Well, we've all heard it. The rich keep getting richer. And through this pandemic, we hear the rich keep getting richer and the littler guy keeps getting littler. Well, then I read this. Forbes has released its list of the world's billionaires for 2020. The publication has counted 2,095 billionaires to compile this list and noted that the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the global markets. Yeah, it's made the rich get richer. That's what we've been hearing. Um, Except, uh, no. The world's billionaires now worth $8 trillion. Wow. That's a lot of money. Which is now $700 billion less than last year. Oh, wait. How can that be? But they're getting richer. The rich keep getting richer and richer and richer. And this pandemic has just opened the floodgates for the rich people to get richer and richer and richer. Uh, no. Uh, no, I guess that's not true. According to Forbes, they are $700 billion less rich than they were last year. So there's that. So when you continue to hear the rich are getting richer and the rich are getting richer and they are keeping you down. Nope, not true. 
Amazing. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink as it is anyway. Ooh, fresh one too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So speaking of being rich, as long as we're in the break room, Dollar General. Uh, looking to uh, go after those rich people, okay? So Dollar General, usually uh, looking for customers that are, you know, make $50,000 a year or less. So, and I know that they are refreshing themselves, uh, you know, making the stores uh, just that much different. However, they are going to open up a new chain of stores called Pop Shelf. <laughs> Get it? Top Shelf and Pop Shelf? Yeah. Uh, they're opening two stores uh, in the coming weeks. We're in and around Nashville, and they're going to open a total of 30 stores this next year. So the stores, Pop Shelf, chain it's going to be selling non-essential items like home decor and party items wow so they're not going to cater to the clientele of for dollar general dollar general has 16,300 stores across the u.s wow so the pop shelf stores are looking to sell to households with income up to 125 thousand dollars a year good luck good luck i mean you gonna shop at pop shelf yeah yeah me too it's the nine thousand square feet pop shelf stores a little bit bigger than the typical dollar general so i guess you know i don't know who they're going after it'll be kind of like uh you know tj Maxx stores i guess Something like that. So, I mean, you can't get enough of TJ Maxx. Am I right? Who's with me? <laughs> so for those of you listening to this podcast for free right now, I'd like to show you a way, give you a way to enhance your life for the better. Subscribe. Subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. That's me. Subscribe. Then your life is going to be unbelievable. You're going to turn that frown upside down. It's going to be amazing. All you have to do is become a subscriber. It's not going to cost you a dime. Whatever platform that you like to use to listen to your podcast, whether it be iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Whichever one, there's a plethora of platforms out there. Subscribe to Chewing the Fat, and you're going to instantly feel better than just being a freeloader and listening for free, not subscribing. It's It's much better for you and your life to be a subscriber for free than a freeloader listening. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know, my friends. I know. For example, we have uh, a review. You could review. You can, you know what? It's easier just to review it. You know, 20 stars, best podcast ever. I know you're busy, so you could, you know, want your subscriber, and then I'm going to ask you to review it just so, you know, more people, you know, see it and learn about the show. So, you know, just 20 stars, best podcast ever. So, like from Pat Fan Jan, who talks about funny. Love the musings, news with sarcasm, exactly how it should be delivered. Thank you. I mean, that's above and beyond. Because all I'm asking is just to say 20 stars, best podcast ever. Like Tommy UGA fan. Chewing the Fat, 20 stars, best podcast ever. C, follows instructions and does it correctly. It's just, it's beautiful. Beautiful. From Lake Dale on route, 
or Root, R-O-U-T-E. Love listening to Jeffy Highlight of Every Day. As a postal worker, would recommend him for the Board of Governors or PMG, which is the Postmaster General. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know you didn't follow the instructions, but I love the review, so I appreciate it. WDWR actually followed instructions with 20 stars, best podcast ever. So thank you so much. But first and foremost, you've got to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. And once you've done that and you've done your little review thing, then go ahead and just subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. (laughs) Might as well. You're already there. You're already subscribing. And it's the same name. Easy to get to. Just YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Duh. So you're good to go. And it's, uh, you know, you're, you're ready to enhance your life for the better. Now we've done a lot of talk about, uh, asteroids and, uh, what could be coming, what could be landing on earth, what could make it through the atmosphere. And, you know, we should be on the lookout. I don't know what we do if we saw it coming, but you should be on the lookout. But we also know that we now have, uh, an opportunity for you to get asteroid insurance. Now, we know that uh, we've had asteroids come through the atmosphere. One hit the Earth last week. They're looking at uh, an asteroid coming toward Earth, uh, and there's supposed to be one that's close the first part of November. So, I don't know. Do you want insurance for the possibility of an asteroid hitting? Might be a good idea. Now, Mike St. Lawrence who owns the St. Lawrence Agency in Altamont Springs, Florida, is selling that insurance. Now, we talked to Mike on this show, episode 157, when he sold alien abduction, or when he started selling alien abduction insurance policies. So you could get the alien abduction insurance policy, or you could get the asteroid insurance policy from Mike and you know be safe insurance it's always it's always good to uh think ahead and it would be the word that uh, most insurance professionals would tell you it's prudent so just like being a subscriber to this podcast is prudent so is having insurance for the possibility of alien abduction or asteroid hitting the earth. It's just proof. All right, I might as well. I've got uh, these, you know, come off the weekend. And uh, as I'm sitting, reading, and looking at things, I just send myself, you know, emails or headlines of stuff that I'm like, well, I got to read some more. So I've got some entertainment headlines that, uh, you know, we're just going to kind of push through here real quick just to, you know, just to give you some entertainment updates. You don't need to know about them. You just need this as something you can use at the water cooler. Uh, if you're back to work, you can wait in line six feet apart, social distance, and, you know, talk to people just so you have an idea. Uh, Amy Carlson, remember her from uh, Blue Bloods, is going to be on FBI's Most Wanted Season 2. Wow, that show is really needing help if they're bringing Amy out. I mean, I thought the show needed help, and it was good luck uh, getting it back anyway. So they've given it a season two, but they're bringing in a new uh, new star. And she will be a, uh, she's going to be like a, uh, what did it say? What did they call her? Yeah, a bounty hunter, a veteran bounty hunter who's going to cross paths with the, with the FBI. So, all right, good luck. God bless. I mean, the show, I tried to really like that show and it was a difficult show for me to like. Of course, so uh, we got, you know, CBS is a big time, uh, back into it again with all the promotions blue bloods coming back out don't forget they have the new uh the new kid the new uh grandson gonna be part of the reagan family now that was part of the dead son's kid that 
nobody knew about. Okay, we'll see how that works out. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, they're talking about her ratings uh, bouncing back up 50% since the scandal. We'll see if that holds true. I told you I think she's done. I still believe that she's done. I don't think she wins that battle. The story talks about how pissed that the employees are because now they think that she can get away with anything. They're so angry. They're still collecting their paycheck, though. (laughs) So we'll see how long that lasts. Um, We'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm guessing here soon we're going to have another big complaint against Ellen. And then that pushes... Uh, that pushes my girl up front, you know, Drew Barrymore. So still, I'm still holding true to that. No problem. Uh, <laughs> we had, oh, Elton and Rod Stewart are still fighting. I read the story. All it is is Elton going to be trying to sell his book. So he and Rod are going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a chapter on, uh, how horrible, uh, he and Rod have been, they've known each other for years and they really love each other, but they don't anymore and they don't speak. And so, uh, it'll be part of the book and please buy my new book. I still need some money, even though I'm on my last world tour and uh, I'll be back. I'll be back on my final world tour. Cause I want to be with the family, but Hey, buy my book. Uh, I see an article about Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, and I think, oh, okay, I'm kind of fascinated, you know, by what's going on with them. And it talks about how they have they're having troubles uh, in their uh, well, they say marriage troubles, but I don't even think they're married now. Haven't been married; they've been together for 30, 40 years. And the whole story is based on they got into a fight during the pandemic. <laughs> and Goldie got mad and stormed off into a separate room. I don't know how you know that. I don't know how that happens, but apparently you do. And now they're looking at, uh, you know, the pandemic has really got them struggling and they're just so darn, they're just so darn stubborn in each other's ways that they're going to go about themselves on their own. Oh, okay. Good for you. Good for you. We had Phil Collins uh, kicking out his ex-wife. Yeah, kicking out his ex-wife. What fascinated me about this story is that uh, the ex-wife apparently got forty, like forty-six point seven six million dollars, <laughs> and she's been living in a house that he paid for. Uh, so now he wants. He says, "I want her out. She's gone." Apparently, she went on some. He thinks she squandered it all, which would you know which I guess wouldn't surprise me. I have no idea what type of person she is, but she ran off to get married to someone else in Vegas and he wants her gone. Now they got married in the late nineties, had two sons, got a divorce in 06, then, uh, then got back together again and then got divorced again. So, uh, you know, she's obviously, and Phil, you know, here's 50 million, get out of here and you can still live in my house. One of the things that I found fascinating in this story was that uh, he continues to fully support his sons from her. Well, duh, they're his sons. All of their expenses are paid through a fully funded, irrevocable trust. But he says, I'm no longer financially on the hook to her. She's gone. Have a nice day. I don't know. She gets no more. She gets nothing else. Uh, Phil. Phil. Um, I love you. And I think we should be together. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb right now and say, um, I know. I know it's a, it's a, you know, you can't put a, an age or a gender on love, but I'm here for you. <laughs> that's kind of a sweet deal uh, good for them good for them we also have news on Simon Cowles I feel like I'm going to call this in the entertainment uh, headline section but it's more like uh, you know chewing the fat inquirer uh, Simon Cowell you know had back surgery we talked about his accident he was trying to you know Mr. 
Mr. Electric Bike in the front yard with the kids, broke his back, and then he had surgery, and I guess surgery was okay, but he, you know, it was a five-hour long surgery. It was a long surgery. They put a metal rod in his back, uh, and back surgeries never, I, you know, I guess they, they're fine, and if you need them, you need them, but I've never met anyone that has come back from back surgery and felt like it was a winning proposition like they were just darn glad they had it so i hope uh you know i hope he pulls through okay but apparently he's uh you know not doing well and he's got nurses and doctors at the house and you know america's got talent is now you know doing it without him and britain's got talent is doing it without him these are all his deal and they were trying to let him uh, according to this do some video messages from the house and simon is like uh no uh i'm in <laughs> I'm on medication. I'm not. There's no makeup. There's no. There's none of this going on. Uh, new. No. Uh, new. No. You're not doing that. So good luck to Simon for. You know. I hope that works out for him. No problem. And then we have. Uh, you know. We'll we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap up the the entertainment with Mariah Carey talking about her. Life as uh, when she first got started with her first husband or, you know, ex-husband talking about there was no freedom for me as a human being. It was like being a prisoner. And there was a conscious effort to keep me as this all-American girl. She claimed whatever that means. I'd like to know what that means too, Mariah. Because <laughs> you were kind of the, you know, all-American girl. But she goes on to talk about the her and J-Lo and A-Rod and her life. Just, you know, anything to be in the line. I love, I love it. I love it, love it, love it because they continue to break out all this stuff about their inner workings of life just to stay in the limelight. Wow, it's uh, pretty incredible. So remember when we talked about uh, Quibi struggling and uh, not sure what was going to happen and they were still trying to hang on and then... Katzenberg and Whitman were continuing and they were fighting and they were trying to build the business. And we told you that it was, you know, I, I love the whole idea behind Quibi. We've, you know, we've been over it. We've talked about it quite a bit, but, uh, you know, and then we talked about how they, uh, you know, they, they've got some Emmys and they got some awards and they had all this money raised from investors. Well, that money is, you know, they were out looking for more money, um, how about no, uh, you're supposed to be generating some income now with these shows and with subscribers, which you never got. I mean, I took my 90 days, my free 90 days, which was great. I thought that was a tremendous offer from them. And it was, but I, you know, after three months, I didn't feel that it was worth paying them the money they wanted to subscribe to Quibi. I wish it was that, but there's only a, you know, two or three shows that I really want to see. And there's a couple now on there that I still want to kind of want to, I still want to kind of see, but I'm not willing to pay the money for all the other shows. Well, it seems that they're out looking for a buyer now. <laughs> I know. I guess they've pitched the deal. They're trying to, they're trying to find somebody to buy it and they can't. Nobody wants to buy Quibi. So here's an idea. Meg, I'm sorry, CEO Meg Whitman and uh, Mr. Katzenberg, Jeffrey. Uh, I know you guys are, you know, partnered up with Quibi and you've had a good time and you've created a really cool thing and you've been, been you know, created some good content. I know there's a couple lawsuits in there. Ah, don't worry about that whole app structure stuff. Ah, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll figure that out in the long run, right? But if you still can't find a buyer, I know you still got a little money in the bank uh, that was, you know, given to you when you were first structuring the company together. That, you know, whole billion or two dollars that you got. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, I'll take it off your hands. So just email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. And just, you know, either, you know, look, Jeff or Meg, either one of you can email me or you both can email me from your joint accounts. I'm sure you have one. And just say, hey, Jeff, 
This is Jeff and Meg. Just wondering when we could get together so that we can sign the paperwork and that, that you could be in charge of Quibi and we could walk away. And I'll reply and I'll say, sure, and I'll give you a date and time and we'll get together. <laughs> we'll make that happen because I got some other ideas that aren't there yet for Quibi and we can make that work. You and me, we'll make that together. Now, if we want, you know, if you want to still retain some of your ownership points, fine. We can work that out too, but email me. We'll make it happen. Download and subscribe to more content at the blaze.com slash podcasts. So I want to thank you. If you were the one that sent me the, uh, the video on the Guinness world record holder, Joel Nurt. Uh, I've reached out. I'm hoping to uh, have him on Chewing the Fat. He has six Guinness World Records. And I was watching his uh, YouTube video that he posted that he's featured in uh, the Guinness World Book of Records. He's in like three of them now. And uh, awesome. I'm hoping to talk to him. I realize that his Guinness World Records are all doing, you know, stuff with his beard but it is i'm so jealous that i can't wait to talk to him because i think he's my new hero he's he's one of them he's one i mean we can all have multiple heroes right of course you can but i am so jealous because we've talked about it before i've wanted to be in the guinness book of world records forever and i haven't really wanted to do the work but i've wanted to be in it so I'm going to find out. I'd love to talk to Joel and see, uh, you know, how he made it possible. And perhaps, perhaps he could set me on the road to world record bookness from Guinness. Quick Royals update. I haven't given you a Royals update in a while because I know, you know, I mean, it's, it's tough to care. Especially since Harry and Meg are, you know, technically Royals, but they're not. So now we're getting the news that Harry is off to see Grandma. He's off to see the Queen. No word yet on whether Meg is going, if the grandkid is coming. I don't know. But the Queen has said, uh, Harry, we need to talk. So uh, the, the Queen has said, Harry, keep the change. Except she hasn't. She says, Harry, give me back the change. So uh, they're pissed. Because, you know, we had, uh, you know, Trump is mad because he commented about the election. Uh, We had uh, the one uh, Missouri representative write a letter to the uh, ambassador requesting the queen tell the royal couple to zip it or strip their titles, which may come as a surprise, but the queen could do it. And, I, you know, look. I think she already really technically has her titles gone, right? It's just Meghan, uh, you know, House of, I I think the Duchess of Sussex. I think that is gone now anyway. But Harry, uh, no matter what, he is still the prince. Duh. But I don't know what, they don't know what he's at in the U.S. with. If it's an immigrant visa as a spouse of an American or a diplomatic passport because of his royal ties. I mean, so that's tough. The queen could uh, lay down some laws with Harry and have to you know, have Harry have a little talk with Meghan. <laughs> like that's going to happen. And I saw a great, uh, a great story. I, I, it just made me smile is all. Uh, because, you know, I know that they just moved into their new dump for, you know, 14 under 15 million um i guess it's their permanent home over there in santa barbara you know up there in the in the neighborhood with the rest of the hoity-toits but and they've just signed the new netflix deal which got them uh the netflix i don't know what they have to do for it but apparently that deal was worth like 150 million oh man that's got to be sweet hey netflix <laughs> If Quibi doesn't call, <laughs> email me, chewing the fat at theblaze.com. So, anyway, it was just my favorite uh, headline from the weekend on the Royals. Uh, 
Meghan Markle spotted shopping at Whole Foods. But no one cares. <laughs> so there she was in line, and they were just a fellow shopper explained, eh, nobody really cared, which has got to be nice in her neighborhood, right? I mean, that's, uh, you know, I guess she was there with her security guard, yippity yip, and then nobody really cared. I'm surprised that she actually has a security guard in her neighborhood, but good for her. The security costs a lot of money. But uh, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's what she wants, right? They want to be, when you're in Megan's shoes, if you're me, they're tight. But when you're in her shoes, thank you. When you're in her shoes, you want the celebrity. You want everybody to know, you know, Meghan Markle, uh, you know, watch me on Instagram and Twitter and, hey, watch my, watch my work on Netflix. But you also want to be able to go out in public and not have the paparazzi around and not have everybody coming up to you and talking with you, which is why you move into these hoity-toity neighborhoods so you can go for a walk and don't have to worry about Ellen and Oprah coming out going, hey, how's the kids? What's going on? You don't have to worry about that. But if you run up to Whole Foods, I don't know if that's inside the gates or not. So if it's outside the gates... It's possible you run into somebody that isn't quite up to date on the neighborhood uh, no-talk rule. But uh, apparently at this Whole Foods, no one cared. As long as we're on Netflix, too, during uh, the uh, you know Tiger King, right? one of the big stars was that Doc Antle from Carolina. Right? He was from uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, one of the Dingleberry... Carolinas, but uh, he also is uh, in trouble in Virginia. 15 animal cruelty and wildlife trafficking charges. Wow. Uh, Antle is facing two felony charges. One count of wildlife trafficking and one count of conspiracy to wildlife traffic. And he's also being indicted on 13 misdemeanors. And the two daughters are being indicted as well. And also the other park, Wilson's Wild Animal Park. And Antle's place in South Carolina. Yeah, it was South Carolina. Where they're facing charges on wildlife trafficking. He's the one that had all the women around. And uh, just, I mean, he was like this cult guy. Antle, Doc Antle. He was this, that was a strange dude, man. You can quote me on that. That was a strange dude. He, if you go back and watch Tiger King, which I don't want to do, but I will if you, if you, because I want to, I, I got to remember he is, uh, I mean, he's, his place was like a cult. And uh, that guy was a strange, strange dude, man. Doc Antle, you can quote me on that, but he's in trouble. Oof. He is in trouble and he's violating the Endangered Species Act. Uh, so good luck. God bless. Cause that doesn't sound like it's going to go over too well, but you know, you never know. He might, uh, he might win. He might say, Hey, I didn't do anything. Those lions were fine to be sold off and trafficked from state to state and brought in from another country. So leave me alone. It's possible that could happen. It's been kind of an entertainment show, so I'll stick with it. Um, I have had George Benson's on Broadway in my head for three days. So I read a story that talks about Broadway's uh, shutting down, extending the shutdown for another four months, four months until May 30th of 2021. So if they open May 30th, that means they would close for 444 days. Wow. Wow. Now, I mean, that is huge ripple effects. We talk about, we had the Who guy today, uh, you know, talking about how lockdowns don't work and please don't lock down. I mean, the ripple effect, the domino effect is just huge all over the world. But, as you know, specifically Broadway, you're talking about New York, right? I mean, the performers are out of work. The theater workers are out of work. The restaurants, the parking garages, the retailers all around Broadway 
doomed, doomed. They're talking about they they they're saying the impact is fourteen point eight billion. That wouldn't surprise me if it was more than that. Now, they also claim that Hugh Jackman said that he was set to open Music Man in 2022. I mean, 2022? Are you kidding me? Is that th- is that supposed to be the saving grace? I mean, I know Hugh's back on Broadway and it's wonderful and the Music Man and it's great. But wow. Okay. February of 2022. I know that they say, uh, in the words of George Benson, it's going to be difficult to say these words without actually singing them. (laughs) But they say the neon lights are bright on Broadway. And they say there's always magic in the air. But when you're walking down that street and you ain't had enough to eat, the glitter rubs right off and you're nowhere. So, just saying that they say that women treat you right on Broadway, but looking at them just gives me the blues. Because how are you going to make some time when all you got is one thin dime? And one thin dime won't even shine your shoes George Benson on Broadway classic (laughs) you can go ahead and sing it for yourself you know the tune you do on Broadway say there's always magic in the air (laughs) 